Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Central Youth Podcast. We exist to help students find and follow Jesus. Today you're listening to a message from our weekly Tuesday night gathering. We pray that it encourages your heart, and we hope that you enjoy the message. What up, everybody? We're back. Week two, uh, diving into Clean House. If you weren't here with us, go check out on our podcast last week's messages of Clean House. It was awesome. Basically, we talked about this to give you a little recap, that if you don't act, things build up, right? If you don't clean your house, it gets nasty, it gets dirty, clothes go everywhere, and things just aren't quite what they seem. talked about in 2 Corinthians how it says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. So any shame, anything that you would carry with you from 2021 to 2022, if you keep going after it, it's not good for you. And so we got to repent of things that we've done or things that have kept us from getting closer to God. And we are able to fight back with the gift that God has given us, and that's authority. The Bible says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, stepping on them, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. And so we gave you guys a couple tools to uh, fight off anything, passivity, anything that would come in your walk, whether it's bitterness, shame, resentment. Uh, these things are called the four R's. So you repent, and you say, God, forgive me. I turn from those things, and I rebuke the devil, saying, get out of my life. I don't need no distractions, no temptations. Get out of here. Receive God's forgiveness in your prayer time, saying, God, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for, for allowing me to walk in the opposite spirit and replace the lies. So if it's passivity, replace it with initiation. If it's shame, replace it with hope and joy. If it's whatever it might be, whatever you feel God is calling you to do, to replace it with that. So those are the four R's. And today we're going to dive into week two, talking about clean house. So what are we going to talk about today? Think about this. Sometimes we just get tired of things, okay? We get tired of things at our house. Sure, we upkeep. Sure, we clean. Sure, we're, we're, we're doing all these things to our home, right? Think about your phone. Every so often you need to update it. Every so often, you need to get rid of it because it's two years old. It doesn't work like it used to. It doesn't do quite what it used to do. There's new things. We like newness, right? Or you ever walk into a house with, like, really warm lights? You're like, dude, get some LEDs up in here, okay? We get tired of things, and we expect newness. And so that's that same true for every area of our life, right? Think of trends. We are, honestly, we are generations that love trends. MySpace. Y'all don't even know what MySpace is, okay? And then we went to Facebook, to Instagram, to TikTok. And within TikTok, it, there's its own little trends, right? New dance moves. Nobody's still doing the Renegade. Ain't nobody out there still doing that. Why? Because people love trends. Games. Things come and go, right? Not many of you are playing Fortnite anymore. It's not as cool as it was. Even our friends. We don't have the same friends that we had two years ago because we like newness. So 
What's the attack on Christians, right? Think about that. The same thing happens to us in our lives. We start thinking, oh my gosh, man, life's a little bit harder than it was. I thought being a Christian was supposed to be super easy. I thought it was supposed to be this. Or I thought my Bible times were supposed to be better. I used to, I used to always learn so much. I used to always get this out of it. And now I'm not really getting much. And so what happens? Well, the problem is that we become complacent. How many of you guys know what that means? I'm going to tell you. So, so basically, it's like a self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers, things that actually get in the way of our walk. So like thinking like, oh, you know, if I don't read, it's fine. I've read before. I know that. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. I believe that. And so we, we start saying, okay, well, I know it. I don't really need to study it. And then we wonder why things don't seem to be taking us to the next level, right? Well, here's what the Bible promises. The Bible promises us glory to glory. And essentially what that means is there's two glories in it because the old glory is Old Testament. And the second glory is New Testament, right? It's not just what it was. It's what it's become. It's what it's leading unto, glory to glory, that we don't just sit and rest in the, in the old things, but there is new life with Jesus, new life. And I love what the Bible says about that. So we look at 2 Corinthians 3.18. This is the message version. It just paints a good picture. I encourage you guys to study all kinds of versions. But this one, it says, whenever though they turn to face God, as Moses did, God removes the veil, and there they are face to face. Then suddenly recognizes that God is a living, personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that's old, constricting legislation, is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it. All of us, nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured, much like the Messiah. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. Now, ain't that a thing, right? I love what it says. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful. Look at this light right here. This is a light that's shining on the service, right? As you begin to turn the dial on it, you can see the shift, the change in the way it is. Now, it doesn't just boom, that's it. One, another. It's gradually increasing. It's gradually becoming brighter. In the same way as if you fill a cup up with water and you got a big old jug, you start pouring that thing in. It starts slowly raising and at one point, it'll start to overflow, right? You don't just pour a whole five-gallon bottle into a 12-ounce cup, and then it just stays there the same. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And that's true with our walk with God. So what are some things that we become complacent in with our walk? The first thing I would say, Bible reading. Man, it used to produce so much more fun. I used to learn so much. And have you read through Leviticus? It's a tough one to get through, right? It's hard, but you got to keep doing it. Prayer. We're like, man, it's not working. 
it's not it's not achieving what I thought it would achieve. And then sometimes we like to serve. Sometimes we 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 show up and we're helping out, but then, man, it just becomes like a job, and it's we start losing sight of why we do it. Like before, we we did it because we loved people, and now we just do it because it needs to be done. And loving it, that becomes one, right? People become harder and harder to love in the midst of life and all its challenges. And then we lose track of the consistency. And so we stop showing up on, on Tuesdays and Sundays. And we wonder why we haven't upgraded. Our houses need to be upgraded. And so do our homes, our walk with Jesus. But what is our promise? Okay, we talked about the promise is glory to glory, right? But there's also the promise that, that basically brings light to that. And our promise is abundance. We talked about this before. Abundance, in its own definition, is the occurring of large and large amounts, right? A lot. Keeps it coming. And that's what God has for us. When you look at John 10.10, 10, it says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the devil coming to say, hey, you don't need to upgrade. You just stay like that. Nothing's going to change. Man, you don't need to read. You're not going to learn. Uh, prayer doesn't work, man. Keep trying. Serving people, uh, you don't do that because you love them. You just do it to do it. All right? It just has to be done. Loving uh, people are too hard to love. Don't worry about it. Consistency, there's nothing consistent in life. You don't need to do that. But that's not the truth. It says here, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And our whole search for meaning of life is that we would get it in abundance, that God would make it clear, that God would continue to feed us, take us from glory to glory. And so that means that complacency isn't an option. It's when you get in the business of what Jesus is doing, glory to glory, abundant life is where the upgrade comes. And so clean house essentially is, is not just taking care of your home and cleaning it, but, but going after the upgrades. To make home a place that you find delight in. Home a place that you can't wait to, to be at, right? How many of you guys uh, often don't like going back home? We like to stay in, in, in newness, right? Because we know that home is the same as it was yesterday, as it is today, as it will be tomorrow. But God has given us an abundance. And so if I give you $5 right now, let's just think about this, Jeremiah. If I gave you 5 bucks, you'd be pretty excited, right? Free money. But if I kept giving you more and more, then you would continue to find joy. Kind of in a, in a, in a kind of shallow way, right? You're getting money. That's not how you find real joy. We understand that. But you would get excited. You'd be like, dang, this is cool. Keep it coming, you know? And you would almost even, like, come to me more. We'd start to become buds, and I'd give you five bucks again, and, and your joy would just increase. But if it just stopped there, you'd be sort of thankful, but at the same time, if it didn't keep coming, you wouldn't really appreciate it or nurture it. And that's kind of what Jesus has for us, is that it's up to us to nurture that. It's up to us to do life with him, to choose Jesus every single day. So choosing to read, choosing to pray, choosing to serve, choosing to love, and be consistent in those things. And as I prepared this message for you guys, and just talking and dialecting with you, 
I was reminded of a time I was living in Huntington. And me and my friends were all in a circle. And we are sharing our stories. And it got to me. I shared my story. You guys know it. Um, basically started sharing. You know, there's a time in my life where I didn't really understand love. Didn't understand what it meant. Just sharing my whole thing. And, and from that point on, I started hearing from God. And, and going after God. And, and seeing God move in my life. And, you know, I just feel like I'm in a good place. And it's nice to just have a yes for Jesus. Shared all of that. And my friend David looks at me and he goes, I just keep feeling like God's saying he's not done with you. And I started to like cry. It was really funny. Because I got scared. It's like I've been through so much pain. I've been through moments of joy. I've been through seasons of high, seasons of low. And he said, he's, God's not done with me. And that scared me. Because that meant there was more to come. That meant God was taking me from a moment of glory to glory. That means more pain, more sacrifice, more misunderstanding, more, more, uh, more uncertain times, more times of shame, more times of shallowness, more times of joy, more times of hope, more times of peace, that God would continue to do more than previous seasons. Seasons where I thought it was too much or too little. And I felt like God was saying the same for you guys. Is that whether you are in a place where things are good or things are bad or you feel super close to God or super far away is that he's not done with you. And so how do we practically stay in that mindset? How do we get to a place where we're like, okay, I believe that. I believe that to be true. Well, the answer is really simple, and that's faith. Some of you guys know what faith is. We're actually going to study that a little bit more uh, over the next season. Uh, some of you guys asked, and you put it in there to talk about faith. And so we're going to talk about great people of faith, what faith looks like, and how we um, take advantage of that. But just for shortened reasons, a biblical faith is this. It says, now faith is a confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And I know that seems kind of like, well, I don't know how to do that. I'm so young, I don't even know what God has for me. I'm not even sure I want what God has for me. I'm not even sure I enjoy this, whatever it might be, right? Well, faith is saying that I've experienced him to some capacity. Right? We all have our stories. We all have our walks with Jesus right now. And faith is saying, man, he's done it before and he'll do it again. And maybe you're in a place where you haven't seen that. But you can look across the room. Surely there's someone in this room who's experienced Jesus. And we can't deny that God has done something in their life. You can look at them and be encouraged and uplifted and saying, man, when God does it for me, when God does it for my mom, or when God does it for our youth, or when God does it for the church, or when God does it, it wasn't because I didn't believe for it. It wasn't because I didn't think he could. Man, I can't believe he did. But I know why he did. It's because he's faithful and he loves me. 
So often, clean house requires us to upgrade. But it requires us to maintain, to continue to do, to continue to be in abundance. So practically, when we walk in faith, that means we're still doing these things. Regardless of what it produces. Regardless of what it gives us. Regardless of if it's happening now or if God's doing it in five months or ten years. We look at, at people like Noah and say, man, we'll, we'll, we'll hack away at this boat for hundreds of years. Or Moses, we'll, we'll, we'll go after the promises God has. Or Abraham, man, I'm going to chase after this word even if I don't see the fulfillment. Because God has. He continues to do things, right? So clean house is this. It's understanding that abundance is our promise. That glory to glory is our promise. That upgrading and maintaining our homes which God has given us, our body, both in mind, spirit, and soul. It allows us to go after him this year with the fullness of joy, with the fullness of hope, with the fullness of peace, knowing that he has our back. So what we're going to pray is that we're going to pray is that clean house would result of us signing up daily to encounter his goodness, to encounter his joy, to experience his faithfulness, to fall more in love with him. Because all we want is to walk in the authority he's given us, and to walk in the abundance he guarantees us, but not to be complacent, not to think we deserve anything, but because we are sure, because we walk in faith, 2020 will be the best year yet. Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode. To get more information about Central Youth, head over to centralsj.org. Click the connect button and check out the youth page.